Hello, this is Rory with the Love Chat, and today's topic is the quarter life crisis. Now, this is video number 203. If you have a question you'd like for me to consider featuring on the Love Chat, please write it in a comment below. And if you enjoy my videos, I would be so very grateful if you'd subscribe and hit like. Now then, let's talk about the quarter life crisis. Sometimes this is referred to as the grass is greener syndrome, but this one is a bit more specific to you the person listening, and less to do with a relationship, although we will talk about that. So what is a quarter-life crisis? Basically, there was a psychologist by the name of Carl Jung who noticed patterns in adults, usually from 45 to 60, where they went through some sort of existential crisis. They weren't really sure about their life, and they were finding it hard to acknowledge or exist as they presently are. Perhaps they stop and say, this isn't who I thought I would be, and I don't know how to exist as this. It's sort of an awakening that happens from time to time, and though, as I stated, it was usually from 45 to 60, somewhere in that area, you'd hit your midlife crisis. But now it seems to be getting younger and younger, and personally, I blame social media for speeding things up tenfold, but now we call it a quarter-life crisis, or the new midlife crisis, or whatever you want to call it. And this usually hits somewhere from 25 to 35, typically within that age demographic. The shitty part is that most people go through this, and really, what is it? Emotional transition. Now, usually when you hear the grass is greener, you're thinking about your ex, and you're thinking about how they're going through a period of their life where they're not happy with what they have, and they need to find greener pastures, right? They need to see what's next for them. And perhaps they're so used to having what they have, and they don't know what they don't know, so they're going out and experiencing that part of life. But we always talk about it from the ex's point of view. What about yours? So let's talk a little bit about this. I firmly believe that the very quiet beginning of a quarter-life crisis begins as soon as something like a major structure, usually college, is removed from your life, and now you have to go about the world on your own. Usually you have mom or dad or some guardian telling you what to do and their structure. Then you have to go through school for years and their structure. Then you move on to university or perhaps a full-time job and there is structure. But then the structure begins to fade away or have less impact. Perhaps you're doing your job day to day and now it's become routine. And so though, yes, you're still doing it, you still have a time and a place to be somewhere to show up dressed professionally, at least professional enough for work. But now you go home and there's nothing. You don't feel particularly excited for life. You fall into a period of what's known as a existential crisis. Now, this is usually some dissonance with how you are existing and perhaps short bursts of anhedonia or loss of interest. And this even happened to me where despite many achievements that I was making or many people that I was helping, I find a point of disinterest. No matter what I was doing or trying or traveling, I didn't really care that much, even though I really wanted to. And I identified this very quickly as a midlife crisis. And how do you get out of a midlife crisis? You change it up. But for many of you, especially those in your mid to late 20s, maybe early 30s, you might not know exactly what you're going through or why you feel that way. Perhaps a major structure in your life has changed. Perhaps you are now out of grad school. Perhaps a major relationship just ended and you're not really sure what to do. And time and time again, 
life teaches us that if we are not growing, we don't feel fulfilled. So the point is to grow and to go against the grain and to prove to yourself that whatever you think your limits are and whatever you think your interests were, well, you still have plenty of limits to break through and you still have plenty of interests to find. And there's plenty of people that you haven't got a chance to meet yet that are dying to meet you. But the problem is that the midlife crisis or the quarter-life crisis or the grass is greener syndrome, whatever, is sneaky. It doesn't work the way you think it's supposed to work because it is stealthy. It comes out of nowhere. You feel fine and then one day you wake up and something is different. And that's why so many of the times you hear your partner who might be going through the grass is greener syndrome be completely unable to give you a good reason of why they're doing what they're doing or breaking up with you because they might not know. That's the shitty part, is so many of us feel this way, and we don't know what to call it. And we think it's depression, and sometimes it is, and sometimes the two go hand in hand. But more often than not, life is reminding you, hey, you're not growing, you're plateauing right now, and you know you don't feel good about this. But maybe it's an unconscious thought, because you're thinking, I'm holding down a job, I'm doing some things that are good for me, although you're probably still not avoiding the things that are bad for you. But all in all... The quarter-life crisis, and by proxy the midlife crisis, is a time of re-evaluation of your priorities, your goals, your dreams. What have I accomplished? Who am I? Am I worth anything? What did my dreams even mean if I'm not pursuing them? Those thoughts begin to happen, and we transition into the next phase of our life where we need to give up our old comfort zone and begin to create a new one. But so much of this pain happens when we refuse it. When we say, well, I don't want that, I want the past, let me go back to the past, and perhaps we'll even begin reaching out and re-entering situations that are no longer good for us. And when you choose to go back to your past and to revisit those old things, not necessarily friendships, but perhaps old relationships, old jobs, things like that, we allow the path to depression to illuminate and we begin to walk it. Or we can embrace change. And we can accept that though this is a part of life that we might not like, it doesn't have to be that way, because it can be a catalyst for a period of growth. Look, folks, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and pretend that the grass is greener or the quarter-life crisis or the midlife crisis is fun. No. In fact, it usually sucks. But I suppose what I'm saying here is that if you acknowledge what's going on with you and think and strategize and plan the next step of your life, the next phase of your life, not only does it go much smoother, but you're better because of it. And when it's done, you look back thinking, well, you know, that wasn't pleasant, but it was necessary. Perhaps a better way to think about an existential crisis, regardless of age, is to think about it this way. You're having a rebound relationship with your new life while still holding on to your past life, right? So we often talk about romantic relationships. That was an example, by the way. We often talk about romantic relationships like, okay, well, when somebody rebounds, all they're doing is avoiding any of the negative feelings from the breakup. They weren't emotionally ready to be in a new relationship, though. Well, that's the same thing. But instead of a romantic partner, it's your life. So in order to really create a new comfort zone, you have to first let go of your old comfort zone. And that will involve a fair bit of pain and struggle. But you come about it in a way that is healthy for you because you do not deny what's happening. You don't turn a blind eye and say, la, 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 I'm going to be 19 forever. That's not helpful. It's not effective. It doesn't work. And it can very easily spiral you down into a true depression. So ultimately, 
What's the key to curing a midlife crisis? Is to move outside your comfort zone. Get outside your own mind. Create more goals that work for you and that are part of the dream that maybe you have created for yourself. Try volunteering. Think outside yourself. Exercise. Eat healthier. Take good care of yourself. Try new things. Go somewhere that you've never gone or do something that you've never done. It helps break you out of this routine that you've caught yourself in where you're not sure how to exist as you are. So, change. But change in a way that you like because you get to control what happens next. And that is just the coolest damn thing. That's that's our superpower is being able to create a version of ourselves that we want to see. And the coolest part is you come out the other side happier. So give me some of your thoughts. Who here in the comments below has gone through the midlife crisis, the quarter-life crisis? What helped you break out of yours? What new hobbies did you try that got you thinking more forward? What exercises did you do? What sort of routines did you change that helped you overcome this current state of being? I hope this video clears up some confusion that some people might be going through right now, and I am looking forward to reading all of your comments. That's all I had for today. If you found my video helpful, I'd be very grateful if you'd subscribe and hit like. Please leave a comment below and tell me what topics you want me to cover in the future. Additionally, if you'd like extra episodes of The Love Chat, private live streams with me, and free giveaways of my best-selling book on Amazon, just visit my Patreon. Patreon.com slash TheLoveChat. Oh, and before I forget, we're going to be doing a contest next episode where I'm going to announce a set of rules, and for those who want to enter, you can win free coaching and a free copy of my book. All of the details are going to be released in the next episode of The Love Chat, and so, if you don't mind, I'll leave you in suspense until tomorrow's episode. And as a final update before I end today's video, I'm happy to announce that The Love Chat has successfully donated over $1,000 to teamtrees.org. And so I'd like to extend a thank you to everybody who's donated or who watches my videos or has done coaching with me because you guys are really making this possible, not only for myself to do what I love to do and help you guys, but also so that we can help the earth. Anyway, I'll catch you guys next time.